Welcome to my podcast, Man Made. It's admittedly a provocative title. It's meant to be. It captures my desire to be of service, to be a part of the movement, encouraging us all to hold men and boys in high esteem. In high esteem for who they are and for the important and different contributions that they make. My podcast will tackle head-on the negativity that has been and continues to be directed towards men. And each week I'll also be appreciating the act of a good man. And because I loved going to football matches as a young woman, I always start with, here we go, here we go, here we go. (laughs) And the title of this episode is Psychotherapy with Male Shame, Part 1. I'm going to repeat the first couple of paragraphs of episode 7, Male Shame, Misandry is to Blame, in order to remind you of my definitions of shame and its sources. The rest of this episode is based on a presentation that I was delighted to deliver for the International Conference for Men's Issues in November 2020. I'll leave a link to that in the notes below. Okay, so my understanding of shame is that it occurs as a direct result of being exposed to trauma. Because trauma is so unexpected, we're not poised to defend ourselves. We're unprotected when it strikes. It's as if we are porous, like a sponge, and we absorb the entire impact of the trauma into our bodies. As the traumatic event happens, there's no separation between us and the traumatic event, what I call the bad environment. It's as if I become merged with the bad environment. Then a confusion occurs, followed by a mistake in perception. The bad feeling about what has happened to me gets mistaken for a feeling that I am bad. A bad event becomes bad me. And this sense of badness can go on for decades unless someone can help me extricate myself from the bad event unless someone can help me see that something bad happened to me, that doesn't mean that I'm bad. Such adverse events can feel punishing, and it's quite common for the first response to a trauma to be, what did I do wrong? I must have done something wrong. I just want to add here that there are small T traumas and big T traumas. Either of these can have a seriously negative impact, not just the easily recognisable big T traumas. So, for example, a careless word or an unkind expression can result in a person experiencing shame, especially if they already have a poor opinion of themselves. So my definition of shame is that it originates in experiencing a trauma which has not yet been resolved. It ruptures our relationship with ourselves, with others and the wider world. It stops us appreciating ourselves, appreciating others and appreciating the goodness in the world. There are many possible sources of shame, all of them trauma related. When I'm working with people generally, I need to be trauma aware, alert to any early life difficulties that would have interfered with a person's emotional and psychological development and also to any other adverse life events that may have occurred. When I'm working with men in particular, I need to be aware of a very particular bad environment that they experience on a daily basis, one that hardly anyone notices because, I would argue, 
of the influence of radical feminism, which has blinded us to it. That particular bad environment is misandry, defined as the dislike of, contempt for, or ingrained prejudice against men, what I describe as a shadowy cloud of negative regard for men that hangs there, operating as invisibly as the air that we breathe or the water that we drink. In this episode, I'm going to tell you about the kind of issues that my male clients present with. Then I'll share one of my models with you that describes the most common issue that clients with anger, rage and shame issues present with. The rage, shame and endorphin release cycle. These are the issues that the men I'm honoured to work with present. Rage behaviours. The experience of false allegations. These could be false allegations of intimate partner violence, sexual violence or child sexual abuse. They may present with feeling suicidal and possibly having made an attempt at suicide. The latter is rare, however, because men are more often successful in completing their suicides. They may be having fathering issues with their blood children, but more often with stepchildren. They may be experiencing a distressing lack of contact with their children, significantly reduced contact or no contact at all. They come with relationship difficulties and relationship breakdown. They're often not looking after themselves in their relationships, not attending to their own needs, and allowing themselves to be poorly treated. Particular individual feelings can bring men into therapy, such as experiencing a lack of control, anger, anxieties, fears or depression. Sometimes they may be unsure of their sexuality. They may have issues in their sexual relationship. They may feel overwhelmed, powerless or be experiencing grief and loss. Finally, in this episode, I just want to share with you the issue that most men regularly present with, although I have to say I work with many women who present with this same issue. The issue is a cycle of rage leading to endorphins release, leading to shame. In your mind's eye, imagine, please, a circle where rage is placed at midday. Endorphin release is placed at 4pm. And shame is placed at 8pm. Imagine too, if you will, that the word trauma written in capital letters fills the entire circle. Brené Brown, a psychologist who's done a lot of wonderful work on the impact and healing of shame, says, When perfectionism is driving, shame is always riding shotgun. I would say, when shame is driving, rage is always riding shotgun. But also, when rage is driving... Shame is always riding shotgun. To my mind, rage and shame are inseparable. Like a horse and carriage, you can't have one without the other. As I said earlier, trauma lies at the heart of this cycle. Rage and shame are trauma responses and trauma responses are unconscious. In other words, we have absolutely no conscious control over them. And, in my opinion... It's an abuse of a person who suffers with these issues if we treat them as if they did have conscious control. I'm not saying that a person doesn't have to take responsibility for their behaviour. Of course they do. All I'm saying is, I've worked with hundreds of people for thousands of hours who present with these issues and in my experience, any improvement can't be sustained through using cognitive symptom management strategies or control-type strategies, willpower alone 
simply doesn't hold up under stressful situations. When we white-knuckle it, every cell of our body is poised to capitulate, to surrender to the behaviour we sincerely want to avoid. I'm going to close this part one episode now by saying that, as we'll see in future episodes, there is a more helpful and long-lasting intervention that emerges not by focusing on the trauma behaviour, but by focusing on the life events and experiences which have caused the trauma behaviour in the first place. And now, it's time for Good Guy of the Week. Drum roll, please. This week, I'm celebrating the Penzance in Cornwall recycling man who went above and beyond what is expected of him in order to be helpful to a young family. My daughter and her partner were having a highly unusual sleep-in as their daughters, aged nine and three, were having their own highly unusual sleep-in. As what looked like bad luck would have it, this occurred on their recycling bin day. When my daughter and her partner woke up, they suddenly realised what day it was and that they hadn't put their massive Christmas recycling bags out. Running to the front door, all the while knowing that they were too late, knowing that the recycling men would have been and gone by now, they were amazed to see that their recycling had, after all, been collected. The generous workmen must have spotted their recycling, opened their gate, walked down their path and taken it anyway. What a pleasure and relief that was for my daughter and her partner and how wonderfully generous of the recycling man who went to that extra trouble. Happy New Year to you, sir, and a happy 2021 to everyone. Let's hope things get better for everyone this year, especially for men and boys. <laughs> 